BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. The Birdie Bunch is a production of iHeartRadio and the College Athletes Network. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Hey everybody, this is Kennedy Swan and you're listening to the Birdie Bunch on the College Athlete Network. Please subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a new episode. This can easily be done via the iHeartRadio app. Also, you can find me on Instagram at CanYouDigIt or on my website at www.kennedyswan.com. Feel free to fill out my contact form with any suggestions, questions, or comments of what you might want to see on the show.
On this week's episode, we have a very special guest, a good friend and a college roommate, Marissa Masana. Hey, Marissa. Hi, how are you guys? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I am so good. I've been excited to hop on. So thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So Marissa, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, wow. Okay. So um, I guess starting from the beginning, um, I played junior golf growing up. Um, ended up committing to go to Clemson and had an awesome time there playing with the girls um, at Clemson University and graduated my undergrad, um, started my master's and then actually finished my master's while I was playing professionally. And now this is my third year um, that I have status on the Epson tour. Awesome. Um, So let's kind of dive into a little bit of your junior golf experience. So Tell me what it was like kind of playing junior golf in Florida. I know Florida is kind of one of the major states. Uh, Florida, Texas, California are pretty much the biggest states for junior golf. Um, what events did you kind of play in growing up? Um, what tours did you play in any of like the women's amateur qualifiers, women op- women's mm-hmm. opens qualifiers, uh, high school golf, that kind of stuff? Yeah, I, I grew up playing in a lot of the USGA events and those qualifiers. Um, the Florida Junior Tour was awesome. Um, as well as the Junior Golf Association of Broward County, which is in South Florida um, that I've played in, gosh, since I was like five years old. Um, And so that was an awesome place for me to get started um, and then really just kind of learn how to compete. Um, I definitely was guilty of being a range rat growing up, so I was constantly working on my fundamentals. Um, Uh, Growing up, I'm pretty sure you're still a range rat. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably a fair call, I will say. Um, But doing much better at forcing myself to get out on the course, playing, competing, um, which obviously I see value in and have finally learned um, that there's a time and place for both and when you need to be more focused on those fundamentals um, versus when you need to get out there and compete and learn how to get the ball in the hole. So, um, so yeah, I think, you know, I played mostly Florida junior tour, a few AJGs. Um, I think for most girls, it just kind of comes down to what resources you have. And if you can get um, on to those AJGA circuits and, you know, that's ideal, um, but you don't necessarily have to. So I definitely wouldn't want people to be discouraged. If you feel like you're not there yet, you still will have opportunities um, to learn and grow as a competitor. Yeah, so uh, you qualified for a couple women's amateurs, right? Yes, I did. The one was in Portland. It was such a special place for me to go um, and play in the USAM. Had an incredible experience there at Portland Golf Club. Um, my awesome caddy is still my caddy to this day. <laughs> um, Gavin. So that was <laughs> shout out to Gavin. So um, yeah, I learned a lot from that event. Um, they really put on an incredible tournament for us and um, Clemson was awesome and supporting us to get out there. Um, so that was a really cool experience. Definitely, I would say probably a pivotal turning point in my career, to be honest. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of the USGA events are really helpful, both in like building confidence and kind of getting you started into the recruiting process because it kind of gets your name out there. You know, I know for me, that was where JT had kind of recruited me from first was the girls junior um, mm-hmm. in Flagstaff. So that was really helpful. Um, so yeah, kind of totally. in, in your recruiting process, like how old were you when you got started? Um, what were kind of like the first steps that you took? You know, did you reach out to coaches? Um, did you kind of wait for them to reach out to you? Um, what kind yeah, of schools um, did you look at? Yeah, before you started looking at Clemson. Yeah, I think, gosh, I think it was like seventh or eighth grade when it was kind of on my radar that I wanted to go and play um, college golf. So I was just kind of um, looking up to some of the other players that were older than me that were playing. I think, you know, one of my high school teammates committed to Duke, UCLA. 
So I was able to kind of see what it was like for them. Um, but I think what was really important, which I probably didn't know at the time that I would definitely advise other girls is just kind of knowing what your goals are um, and knowing what drives you, what's important to you, and then trying to understand what the team environment is like at the different universities and not just going to a school for the school's name, um, but more so, okay, are you wanting to compete and win a national championship? Or are you wanting to go and just have a great college experience and not necessarily um, you know, have goals to play professionally and then trying to put yourself on the team that's in alignment with those goals as well. And knowing what the coaches and, um, the team's goals are, which then you can become in alignment with as well. Yeah. Um, would you say that academics and kind of the like campus slash like outside of athletics was pretty important to you too during recruiting? Or do you think it was more of like a strictly sports related No, yeah, for for me, it was definitely the whole package. I mean, academics was always super important to me growing up. Um, Obviously, even in college, I was very driven from an academic standpoint. Um, I was very honored to receive the Elite 90 Award at the National Championship. So that was definitely something that was special and important to me. (laughs) Um, And that was fun for you to be there to celebrate that with me, for sure. Um, so yeah, it was really the whole package. I think, um, you know, athlete development programs is something that colleges are doing awesome with now. And Clemson had a great program that I'm very grateful for to be able to grow as a person, as a student, as an athlete, um, which I think really just helps you all around. So that's something that, um, I would definitely recommend getting plugged into and and using those resources. I mean, it's pretty incredible, um, the resources that you have in a, a university setting. So Um, that was something I was looking for. I was very mindful of that. I was very appreciative of the involvement of even the president of the university developing relationships with me. Coach Sweeney from the football team even took an interest in us. I mean, those were all really, really cool things that I think we were blessed to have um, at Clemson. Yeah. um, So once you kind of committed to Clemson, did you feel like there was a weight off your shoulders, like playing in junior golf? I know a lot of people, and especially for me too, like once you commit, you're kind of like, whoo, I'm good. Like I've got a place that I'm going, you know, there's definitely not as much pressure to go out there and perform to like prove something um, once you kind of commit. Yeah, definitely. I think that it was, I felt like it was almost a whole job in itself trying to decide where I was going to go to school and processing all the offers and the options and all the different factors that um, I was trying to prioritize and and decide on. Um, So that was huge. I remember I I threw a huge party. My parents were, um, I mean, they own a catering company, so they're pretty good at throwing parties. (laughs) Um, I can test to that. Yeah, <laughs> they they hired a baby tiger to come in on the dance floor, and there was like a hundred people at our house. Yeah, it was a big deal. Oh so we gosh. were all very excited. Oh, how fun! Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, oh that's yeah. awesome. We had, we had Katy Perry. I had the tiger going. I mean, it was, it... <laughs> I thought you were about to say you had Katy Perry there. I was about to say, whoa! I didn't know that. <laughs> no, not quite. But we did have a live tiger, so that was pretty sick. But. Um, yeah, huge kudos to my parents on, on celebrating properly. <laughs> nice. And, uh, okay. So like, I know both you and I are like pretty organized person, people that, you know, we're very on top of things. Um, did you kind of <laughs> have a system of like organizing, like when you were going through the recruiting process of like ranking colleges or like kind of, how did you keep all that straight? Cause that's a lot of information to have so many different offers from so many different schools. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what was kind of your organizational process? 
Oh, totally. It's funny that you say that because I haven't thought about that in a while, but I now use Excel documents to process everything. <laughs> um, but at the time I had this spreadsheet on paper that I created that was probably the size of my whole dining room table of all the <laughs> factors and all the colleges. And it was a way overboard looking back. Cause I mean, you know, you can do as much to prepare as possible, but Mm-hmm. It's never going to play out the way you envisioned, right? And so I think that was a huge learning process, hindsight looking back, as you can do all the processing and documenting that you want. And when it comes down to it, I think it's just really important to prioritize maybe those three things that are most important to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just staying true and staying tunnel vision on that. Because, you know, again, there's so many trivial factors that you can try to account for and come up with systems to figure out. But um, I think it's kind of more so of doing that work of doing some soul searching on what's most important to you and then um, trying to narrow that down and prioritize accordingly. Yeah, I completely agree. You know, I kind of had a notebook that like on each visit that I took, like me and my parents would kind of rank the schools based on those, you know, most important factors and stuff. So that was really helpful. But I think it is important too to just kind of know like it's a learning process. You know, you can gather as much information as you want and have people Mm -hmm. give you as many tips as you want, kind of similar to pro golf. You know, I've had people Mm -hmm. that have kind of helped me through the process and, you know, said, do this, don't do this, you know. But at the end of the day, it's a learning process and you're, uh, you're going to have to learn your way, you know, whatever mm-hmm. works for you. It's different for person to person. Yeah, totally. You know, no one can give you the answers on this is the way to do it. You know, you kind of have to just jump in and wing it and figure it out as you go that I've definitely learned how to do things to pro golf and college golf. And I think at each level, you just get better and better, um, which has been really rewarding, actually, I, I would say now where I am um, with being able to process the adversity that you've experienced along the way, right? And just being like the queen of adaptability is what I call it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, well, that was Marissa, Masana, and I um, on kind of the recruiting (laughs) process. And in the next segment, we're going to be discussing the transition from high school athletics to college athletics. Uh, Again, you're listening to The Birdie Bunch. I'm Kennedy Swan, and this is the College Athletes Network. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my, my dance, bro. All right, and welcome back to the Brady Bunch on the College Athletes Network. This is Kennedy Swan and Marissa Masana. Make sure to subscribe to my podcast so you don't miss a show and find us on social media. So, Marissa, in the first segment, we kind of talked about your uh, junior golf and the recruiting process and kind of committing to Clemson. Um, so what did you do kind of coming into Clemson to really prepare yourself for the college experience compared to the high school experience? 
Yeah, I remember that I actually came in about a month early and I took um, a summer course. I think it was two summer classes that I took, um, which was great because that just kind of got me acclimated to the university and the lay of the land, the campus. Um, that way, when the first semester of fall came, we can kind of hit the ground running and start feeling super comfortable knowing where everything is, knowing how to balance both my classes and my golf practice. Um, and that's just it was a great routine for me to kind of get ready. Yeah, you know, I think that's definitely super helpful. You know, I took some summer courses as well to kind of help get me ready as well. Um, And kind of, yeah, getting the lay of the land of the campus. And you're just not like completely overwhelmed when you get there trying to do both school and golf. Um, So in terms of picking a major, kind of how did you go about that? Um, I know academics is very important to you as well. You know, kind of how did you weigh in your mind, you know, what you wanted to do academically with how it was going to affect your golf? Hey, I'm sorry. My my connection is like, it just went in and out, but I think I'm in a better spot now. Okay. I can hear you now. Okay. Can you repeat that question? Yeah. So um, I was kind of talking about the difference um, between um, picking a major and kind of being able to balance academics versus golf and kind of how you wanted to, to incorporate academics into your college career. Yeah, it wasn't too challenging for me. Um, I would say that I knew my goals were more focused on golf and to pick a major that would allow me to have the time to focus on golf um, while still staying, you know, on top of my schoolwork and being a great student. So um, it was pretty easy. I chose communications and I did very well with that. So um, it was a good balance. And, you know, like, again, I knew my goals were more focused on golf. So I didn't want to go into pre-med or pre-law or something that I think would be way more time consuming where I wouldn't be able to kind of prioritize the four years that I had that I wanted to give my all um, to being a golfer uh, while also being able to learn and enjoy the content that uh, we were able to cover as a communication major. Yeah, no, I mean, I completely agree. And I definitely learned that lesson. You know, I started as a pre-med major and, um, you know, people say you can't do it all. And I guess I was a little cocky and thought I <sighs> um, I maybe could. And so I tried to do it. My, my GPA dropped a full point after my second semester. So um, after that, yeah, I switched to PRTM, um, Parks, Recreation, Tourism and Management, at least while I was at Clemson. And, and that was definitely a lot easier. And I think that's something that you do kind of have to decide whether you want to give your all to golf or whether... Um, you do want to be able to do both golf and academics. So um, yeah, kind of walk us through your team dynamics when you first got there. You know, how did you like the team as a freshman? Did you feel accepted? You know, did the seniors kind of look down on you? I feel like that's kind of a common stigma, you know, in college athletics is that the the freshmen are kind of the newbies and might get hazed a little bit. um, And the, you know, the coaches might be a little standoffish. Kind of how was your freshman year? No, I thought it was great. I was really lucky that the girls were very welcoming. I think, you know, there's always going to be a few in particular that are naturally more, um, you know, like the motherly figures, let's say. Um, So I was very grateful for that. There was a few that kind of took me under their wing. Um, And again, I think naturally people are going to, you know, segment into different personalities and and you might get along better with some versus others, but you just always have that mutual respect. And I think that it works out pretty well over time. So um, I was definitely lucky and very grateful to have both you and Anna Paula as a roommate or my later part of the career, um, which was a lot of fun. I think there was a lot to be learned from that in itself of balancing that dynamic of kind of compartmentalizing when you're on the course versus life and not letting that kind of spill over. If someone beat you out of the lineup, you can still go <laughs> and have dinner with them afterwards. Um, yeah, for sure. You know, 
Yeah. And I think it's pretty tough too, you know, with, um, with your schedules, you're so busy. A lot of times, you know, your team really is your, uh, is your family and they are your friends, you know, cause that's the pe- people that you spend the most time with. So it's really important to kind of be able to separate that. And, you know, there's a, a healthy amount of competition, but jealousy is kind of where you get into a little bit of an unhealthy dynamic. So, yeah, I think we did a great job as roommates. You know, we never really got into too many fights we had one debacle of the dishes when what you were either junior or senior and we uh we couldn't figure out who kept leaving all the dishes in the sink and uh spoiler alert it was our other non-golf roommate (laughs) we kept fighting over nothing for (laughs) no i think it was good i think that we had a good dynamic of being able to be direct with each other but knowing it was always coming from a place of love and that's something that i definitely appreciated um, from you and, and Anna Paula both, which is, I think, a unique dynamic that um, I would strongly encourage people to try to say. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, now, what about like your uh, your practice routine? Like, obviously, we talked a little bit about you're more of a range rat, you know, kind of how did that um, change and develop a little bit from junior golf to, or, um, to college golf? Um, I would say it was pretty similar, to be honest. Um, I would say it changed more once I became and it was a pro playing because you're playing and competing a lot more um, with a tournament almost every week, right? Whereas in college golf, you have some, you know, two or three weeks in between tournaments at times. So you have more time to practice, practice more time to work on those fundamentals in your game. Um, so now I just kind of would strongly recommend creating a schedule and kind of, pure, I guess, um, segmenting your practice let's say if you have three weeks versus if you have one week between tournaments and then tailoring more time on the course versus more time on the range um accordingly yeah for sure um all right great that was uh marissa and i talking about kind of the um the difference between junior golf and college golf um so in the next segment we're gonna have some fun stories for you along with kind of the transition between college and professional golf. So you are listening to the birdie bunch. I am Kennedy Swan, and this is the college athlete network. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game winner I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, dance bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, welcome back to the Birdie Bunch on the College Athlete Network. This is Kennedy Swan with Marissa Masana. Please subscribe to my podcast so you don't miss a show. So, Marissa, I've got some tough questions for you. So I'm going to have you uh, rack your brain and try to come up with the best college golf memory that you can. (laughs) Um, In what genre? Like funny, rewarding? (laughs) Let's see. All right, let's go. Let's go funny and then let's go like most memorable like most heartwarming you know like what meant the most to you and you can just go with the first that pops into your head doesn't necessarily have to be yeah. the ultimate 
all time most. Okay, I would say, um, I don't know if it's the most rewarding or, or one of the thoughts that I always remember when I think back to my college career was um, our facility, our practice facility on campus was incredible. And they literally had lights out there, stadium lights that we can go and use at night. And so I would go out there and it would be like nine or 10 o'clock at night and I'm practicing. And I remember one time I was on the putting green and this truck drives by and honks at me. And he's like, <laughs> I love to see you out here. Go Tigers. And I look over and it's coach, coach Sweeney and Aww. he's leaving the football facility that's across from our golf facility. And it was just like such a cool moment of people that are grinding at the top of their craft to be the best. Right. And just that shared experience of like, he's out there and working at his office till nine or 10 PM. There's not one other car in the parking lot and he's there. And I was doing the same in, in, in golf. And so that was like a really cool memory that I think I'll always have that kind of gives me chills thinking about that atmosphere of, and the opportunity of being able to practice in those settings. Yeah, for sure. And I think sometimes, you know, golf can kind of be one of those underappreciated sports at schools. You know, I feel like there's a couple at every school, you know, that um, people don't take as seriously as like football or baseball or soccer, you know, <laughs> some of those bigger like sports that bring in money. So I, it, that's really cool that, you know, um, Dabo understands that, you know, yeah. we're just as important as they are. Yeah, absolutely. He was always very supportive of that. So very appreciative for sure. Yeah. What about that, your, go ahead. <laughs> can I say my funniest one? <laughs> yes. I was going to say, what about your funniest one that comes to mind? I, I know I have a couple for you. <laughs> I remember in New Orleans. One night, um, <laughs> I was sharing my room with Kennedy and I got up to use the restroom in the middle of the night. And I get back and there's a body in my head. And I freaked out. And by the time that I literally went to the restroom, she sleepwalked into my bed. <laughs> and I was like, girlfriend, what are you doing? Get out of here. And she's like, oh my gosh. So Kennedy was the sleepwalker of our team. Yes. Oh my gosh. The funny part was, is I don't even like, I didn't even remember it in the morning. Like you would, you were, had like woken up and like worked out and everything and like came back and I got up and you're like, so how you doing? <laughs> how am I doing? Like, I just woke up. I'm fine. You're like, do you not remember that? And that's when you were sick with the flu. And that's why you yeah. were so concerned. And you're like, get out of my bed because you didn't yeah. want to get me sick. Yeah, that was like COVID six years before COVID hit. And you guys literally made me wear the mask on the plane. <laughs> oh, I remember. That's like popped up in my like Snapchat memories so many times, oh, like three years ago. So and then it's you and Kelly sitting with like the masks on the plane. Oh my gosh. So funny. Oh, and yeah, that, was, just was that, that when we, uh, is that when we crashed the wedding too? Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't crash that wedding because the groom's mom invited us to join. So yes, yes, she did. Yeah. That was, we did not officially crash that wedding, but yes, that was, <laughs> yes, we have a lot of really fun, uh, fun college stories. And I think that's definitely that a part funny. of like the college experience, you know, of getting to share it with teammates that are like your family. If you have memories like this, like that was yeah. uh, six years ago for me, you know, to be wow. able to, yeah, for both of us. Yeah. To be able to look back and just sit like still laugh about that yeah totally <laughs> so um okay now on more of a serious note what about yeah. your most challenging scenario and kind of how you work through it you know what was the biggest challenge for you through college golf and how did you move on from it 
Yeah, I think, again, it comes down to adaptability. And that's something that when you are such a planner, like the way I am, um, you know, I always want to be on the right schedule. And so when you are accommodating to a team of eight other girls, you have to learn how to adapt and sometimes do something that's more for the better of the team as a whole, as opposed to your individual desires. Um, and then, of course, we had a coaching change as well. And so that was a big um, learning curve in order to adapt to the different coaching style than what maybe I signed up for my freshman year. Um, but honestly, hindsight, like I said, I think that it was such a learning opportunity for me because whether that's in college golf, pro golf, I mean, things are going to come at you. And it was a great lesson for me to kind of learn how to work through that. And again, be the queen of adaptability and learn <laughs> to things as well as you can plan anything. It might not play out that way and, and you can still dominate and, and be great. So um so yeah, I think that was something that I definitely learned throughout my college career that I'm really grateful for and have used till still to this day. Yeah, for sure. I think adaptability is a big thing. And that's something that I'm working on even still to this day of just you and I are very similar and just wanting to have a plan and kind of wanting to know what's going to happen and just being able to be flexible when things don't work out yeah. your way. And just knowing that sometimes it might work out for the better. You know, I mean, I love my time at Clemson and I love being there with you guys. But for me, you know, I was a lot more successful at Ole Miss just because it was a better fit. But if you would have asked me, you know, at the start of my junior year, if I would ever see my self-transferring I would have said no you know and that's something <laughs> that just being able to be adaptable like that is uh yeah is totally um, I think a huge huge yeah. advantage yeah like being able to pivot like you did I, I definitely admire and you know I was really proud of how um you made things work for yourself regardless and I think there's a lot to be learned in that resilience that um really can be applied to so many different scenarios so absolutely yeah well thank you and you are definitely uh, a big role model for me and uh I know I've got one more question for you and then we'll go ahead and wrap things up. Um, kind of tell us a little bit about kind of the pro-life and I guess tell us the biggest transition um, between being a college golfer and transitioning into being a professional golfer. Yeah, I would say the biggest thing is that you are managing everything yourself. So you are truly blessed at the college <laughs> level to have your coaches and administrative and the entire staff behind you to where you literally just show up and show out. And unfortunately, that's not the way it is when you are first starting out as a professional golfer. So, you know, the goal is that eventually that you'll have your team and, and your agents and um, the people that can support you to sign you up for tournaments and book your travel and your rental car and your hotel and the, you know, million different factors of scheduling and coaching and training and playing and fundraising and everything that you need to do. It's truly a whole business in itself. Um, so that, of course, was a big learning curve, which I really enjoyed. Um, but it definitely, uh, you know, forces you to be super mindful of your time and intentional and productive in the little sessions that you have. Um, but I would say I've, you know, gradually mastered. It wasn't easy at first, <laughs> but now I know how I function best. And I think that um, that's really all it comes down to and just kind of figuring out your routine and in, in, in order to be efficient and effective and, and get it all done. Yeah, for sure. Well, everyone, that was Marissa Masana, a good friend, college roommate, and role model of mine. Uh, Marissa, why don't you Aww. tell us um, your social media best platform that if listeners wanted to check you out, they can uh, find you on social? Yeah, so uh, Marissa Masana, just my name, my first and last name is on Instagram. Um, and then I will be starting a channel on Sports Illustrated that will be coming out this summer. 
So that will be exciting. Um, Marissa's minute. So you can check that out and it'll be published shortly. <laughs> oh, that's so exciting. Congratulations. Well, as always, thank thanks you. for listening to the Birdie Bunch on the College Athletes Network. Please subscribe so you don't miss an episode. I'm Kennedy Swan with Marissa Masana. Thank you, Marissa. And we'll talk to you soon. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? The Birdie Bunch is a production of iHeartRadio and the College Athletes Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you.